I almost feel like every time we run that that beginning, our intro, there's always something with that last image of Daniel Jones, right? And in this case, it is a positive thing because I know. what the hell? That was an amazing game today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue versus Green show. I am your host, Walt, this week, and I'm joined here by Gabe, the super-duper uber-excited Giants fan right now, so right? Excited. So excited. So, that was one of the most historic comebacks in, in Giants football history. The unfortunate 1973, bro. That was yeah. the that was the biggest comeback since 1973 for the and tied for biggest comeback. Yep. You know, which so. again, it's not necessarily something that's great. Um, to it's not a great stat. We don't want to have these crazy comebacks often. No. Um, we certainly right. don't want to be having these deficits or these conversations that we're gonna have um, about how terrible uh, the first half of the the uh, the game was. Um, but you know, where there's a reason to celebrate, you celebrate, you know what I mean? So absolutely uh, a win is a win. It's hard to do it in the yeah. NFL. So whenever you get one, you got to celebrate. And then unfortunately, you know, the jets and the Cowboys did not fare as, uh, as, as, as great as, uh, we would have hoped it would be awesome to be, you know, one, one, uh, on, well, you know, two wins rather, uh, talking on this podcast, but unfortunately, uh, they suffered defeat at the hands of the Cowboys, which, you know, I sort of can't wait to talk about that specifically yeah. because of the Cowboys. But let's go ahead and get into the Giants. So yeah. um, I was uh, feasting at the San Gennaro Feast in, over here in New York. Oh, nice. And watching it on my phone while I was, you know, uh, kind of out and about town, just something that was planned. I didn't really coordinate exactly, but it's the only kind of day off that I that I sort of had. And and I had to do do both. But. I cut my time short. I was driving home. I'm raging in the uh, car on the drive home because I was <laughs> the first half in the uh, in the car. <laughs> Thank God I didn't get it. I, I definitely cannot be doing that, you know, if the game is going to be this bad, um, at least that first half. Absolutely. Um, you know, made it home to watch the second half here. And, uh, yeah. But that you was were a good half to watch. That was yeah, a good half to watch. Amazing you know, you you were watching it split screen while you were going on with the Jets. I hope that's not happening too often this year, yeah. where where we're where both teams are playing at the same time. I, um, I got to give a shout out to YouTube TV. I, I guess they're rolling out this feature. It's called Multi View on YouTube TV, and it enables yeah. you to watch up to four games at the same time. And you know, that's as so you good. scroll between each game, the audio picks up. So I was. It's going to make it a little bit easier if we do have Jets Giants at the same time, because that way I, c I can keep it both on the screen at the same time while going back and forth to the audio of each game, you know, and I'm going to give a knock to Red Zone because I was at a bar in my mind. I was like, all right, we can go to the uh, the festival. It'll be cool. You know, I'll find a sports bar and watch it somewhere there. And they had three giant televisions. Uh, two big ones on the Jets, and then one that had the Red Zone TV, and I absolutely hate it because um, the 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 uh, they would show the Giants when it, it felt like when they felt like it, you know. And I want to see the whole game. This is a New York team, you know. I, I understand what Red Zone is meant to do, but it absolutely in the Red Zone. See if you want to see if you want to see your team, you know. Um, you well, know, Red Zone is more more actually about teams being in the red zone 
you know, the minute. Yeah, no, no, and I understand that. I understand that. I just feel like there should be a feature. There should be a feature where it's like, all right, we're going to, if you're in New York, we're going to focus on on your team. And then if there happens to be a red zone play somewhere else, we'll go there, but let's go back. Like, you know, it's like kind of like this is your home base. You know know what that feature is? That bar stopping to being such a, a jet bar. (laughs) <laughs> and actually putting the giant game on the other screen because yeah can- no we asked i asked twice and that was kind of for me it was like you know what i, yeah, I, I can't you, take this bro you were know, in the I, wrong bar I, I in the car and i was like you know what like i'm gonna go home and watch it so was there green around because you were in the wrong bar if that's the case no no there wasn't that's the thing the bar was full of like tourists really so you know there wasn't if you've got three screens you could put one jet you could put one giant and you could put one um, yes exactly. and then keep exactly. going i mean that that's kind of stupid but and rogers isn't even playing exactly you know so sorry it doesn't make sense. but let's go ahead and talk about the giants so yes giants what did you think uh in general first impressions you know or general impressions of the game um, you know, I think that like, you know, my impression is going to be quite biased. I want to hear yours first. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bit harsh and I'm going to be harsh for the bo- both teams. Right. Okay. Um, because as the giants, like I said before, they were historic in two ways, uh, this week, they were historic in how bad they were in that first half mm-hmm. and being the first team since 1989 and the Steelers to give up about 60 points before scoring themselves right officially was 54 and then we decided to like put even more on this i think we now have the record so you have that actually no the record is 86. yeah there was a team that went 86 points before scoring so you guys are safe with that kind of stuff right so you had you had that but then that second half was so amazing where now you know the other historic side of it we mentioned it before is that since 1973 a giants team has not overcome a deficit that great and it was watching two different teams now the question that i have and i'm gonna have this for both teams mm-hmm. for both new york teams is which team are we gonna get for the rest of the season because you look at the giants specifically right um and you go back to last year when they were seven and two and they ended up the season two seven and one. They started out the season with that forty nothing debacle, and now right. you have you had them starting that first half just as poorly as that that game that came before it, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you've got the second half where you see DJ and he was spectacular in that second oh. half. And yeah, so, so the question that I have is, which team are we going to get to? this year because the arizona cardinals is not a team that you should have struggled because they are literally fighting for the number one seed the number one spot in this year's draft right and i totally understand that and i'll answer that question hopefully i'll answer that question i think that you know you know obviously obviously you know, we, we ended the last season with a terrible showing against the Phillies in the postseason. It was just horrendous. And and right. like I mentioned before, you know, I the, we only saw Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Were, it felt like they were the only two that really wanted to win that game last year. It mm-hmm. felt like everyone else already checked out after the first drive. And then we kind of felt that in the first game over here. Um, and then the first half, uh, the first game against the Cowboys, and then the first half of uh, this game over here. 
Um, but on the surface, it looks like it's the same, but I don't think that it is. I think that last year it was a big shock um, to, to exposing a lot of holes. This year, I think it's just it looks like it, but it's not exactly it. We have a lot of really great pieces in place. But again, this is the first time that they're all pl in place together at the same time. So it's not a well-oiled machine. They still need to learn how to play with each other. And this is where I like I think in certain cases, you know, teams do need to play preseason games together. Yeah, I do. Um, I do agree with that also. You know, like I think that there's certain teams, like for example, the Cowboys or teams that are already set. Like you already like have your schemes. You know each other. You know how to play each other. You don't need to play the preseason games. But if you're a fresh team, if your first and second game of the season are gonna essentially be preseason games, also because you guys haven't played enough with each other, you mm -hmm. might as well do that in the preseason so that you can be a little bit more put together. Um, in the actual games that count. In this game today, what I saw was just kind of like the team starting to kind of come together. The offense is starting to come together under Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, is a, he, he's kind of discovered, okay, I like Hyatt here. I like, you know, Waller there. Um, and, and, you know, Connor's, Connor had a, a, a big day today, I think. Um, and he's starting to kind of like, they're, they're developing their signature style in offense. The offensive line, did a little bit better um but again it's the cardinals you know yeah. um they still need a gel uh and then on defense too like i think defense did a little bit better but again it's the cardinals but i do think that what it is that that they're starting to kind of gel together and they came out that second half and 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 to be honest for me the big topic the big the big story here is you know regardless of you know who the opponent is i think that the 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 questions that people may have had about Daniel Jones should be answered. Can he throw sharp? Can he throw the long ball? Can he hit his targets? Can he, can he, can he uh, um, uh, throw difficult passes and and have weapons and receivers that can catch the ball? Um, and do I you think, think there was. Do you think there was any layover from that first game that kind of bled into that first half? I don't necessarily think that there was layover from the first game. I just think that it's just, you know, they're still not not exactly a well-oiled machine, you know. Um, right, it usually takes... Um, yeah, yeah, it takes like week four games, three five. to four games. In order. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. So um, I think that that's, that's what it was. I don't think that it was... Because the thing is, if there was layover, then we would have seen, you know, a lot more hesitation, a lot more mistakes. I, I think that we were just kind of getting outplayed, but not making as many mistakes in that first game with the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys did their job, but we also, we, we made so many mistakes. Uh, there wasn't a chance for Daniel Jones to even try to show that he can throw the ball in that first game. And, and, uh, and, and thankfully in this game, the, the offensive line tried to give Jones a little bit more time. Um, I think that Jones has showed that he has like all the confidence in the world. He just needed, he just needs that that other piece of the puzzle, the end piece. You know, he's like, if he's the bookend over here, he needed the other bookend to to, to complete the set, and uh, he's starting to develop that. You know, um, and you know, he's got guts too. He, you know, he 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 was fired up. You know, I loved everything about that second half. I hated everything about that first half. Uh, but mm -hmm. the beautiful thing is that the second half erased that first half. You know, it, it would have been one really thing that he showed you know, everything that we saw in the second half and then still lost the game because then we would have been talking about that first half as the defining, you know, like topic of this game. But 
a good win is going to erase 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 that first half. And and again, the defense the defense showing up in that second half. You know, they didn't go three and out at all until the very end of the game, where they went back to back three and outs, making sure that the Cardinals were put out and that Daniel Jones had more opportunities to to tie and then win the game. Right. Uh, a special shout out in this game to Jalen Hyatt because he had an amazing catch and run. Um, Darren Waller showing up. Yeah, know, man. Five catches for 76 yards. That's something that I think for you guys is going to be very, very critical to make sure that he stays involved in the game. That's something that didn't happen in the Dallas game, but right. did happen here. Um, the one disappointing thing, thing for me in terms of Jets players Kayvon Thibodeau continues to be a no-show in these first two games. Um, yeah, literally, yeah. no tackles, no sacks, one quarterback hit for his entire game. Um, if this Jet defense and he was making some, some some foolish mistakes as well. Right. Um, if this Jet defense, I mean, if this giant defense is gonna go anywhere, you're gonna have to get Thibodeau really rushing the 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 the, the quarterback because yeah. he's a vital part of that team. Um, but there's a lot of positives that came out in that second half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything that we, I mean, really to me, I'm not even going to consider the first half because the first half to me just doesn't exist anymore. Everything that we want to see happen in the second half, um, we just definitely want to see if, if, if this isn't a fluke. I really don't think it's a fluke because it's not like the Cardinals made mistakes and then we capitalized on them. I mean, they certainly had their fair share of mistakes, especially late in the game on the right. offense, right? But when it came to their defense, they were just being played by by Daniel by Daniel Jones and the coaching and everything. Um, uh, but one thing that I want to note is that last season the biggest issue was again the weapons. Right? We would constantly see in rushing it would just be Barkley and Jones and Brita for sure. But Brita would you know kind of sort of how he was in this game, very very minuscule. And then receiving we would just see like maybe one or two players. Here he was able to get seven seven receivers uh to touch the ball yep. um and six of them all had uh double digit yards uh with uh Campbell having the the lowest 21 yards um on the receiving end which shows that he can he he, he isn't just favoring one he's favoring whichever is, is 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 the best available um and showing that he can create plays uh but the the thing that is a little striking to me is how little Barkley is actually able to do. And, you know, unfortunately, he went down with an injury, which I want to talk about in a few. Okay. But um, 63 yards, 17 carries and 63 yards, an average of 3.7 yards per carry is not good. It's not indicative of uh, the star running back that we had hoped when we drafted him, mm -hmm. um, that we had, you know, seen in some flashes last season. Um I don't know if Barkley really is that great of a, a, a running back. Um, and now he's injured. I hope it's not a severe injury at all. But if you, if you, I mean, you saw, you saw the, the, the hit. Yeah. I, that one I missed. So I, I didn't and see I that think, hit. You need to see it. Oh. Hopefully we can put this in post. That hit did not look, I mean, he was literally bent like a C shape. You know, he got tackled at the knees and then shoved over to the side with his foot stuck under a defender and his head bent towards that foot sideways. It so was, he didn't play in the fourth quarter then, right? No, this happened in the fourth quarter. Oh, it did this happen in the fourth quarter. This okay. happened, uh, like, right at the end. This okay. happened right at the end. Um, it happened right before 
the uh, the the field goal. So this was another try to get a get another touchdown. Unfortunately, he got hurt. They ran the ball one more time to try to get a, uh, a closer to the uh, to to the to the red zone um, with Brita. They didn't. So then they kicked it. Came up uh, on top by three. So everyone was jubilant, even though unfortunately Sa- Saquon's on the side hurt. Um, but man, that hit was just not a good hit. And uh, I hope it's not that serious. Doesn't look but- like it. I'm I'm reading. I'm I just while you were talking, I, I yeah. checked on online. And according to Jordan Schultz of the score, he believes that he only suffered a a sprained ankle. They did x-rays, and it looks like it came back negative. They are going to do an MRI on Monday just to confirm. But it's going to put him in question because you guys have a very, very short week, a very quick turnaround. You got got the the Niners on Thursday night. So... um, Irregardless right. of whether it's um, but know. but again, uh, well, I mean, again, you know, again, having negative X-rays uh, can possibly mean that it might be even something worse. I'm still, you know, right, high ankle sprain. He, he will be out for for sometimes if it right. is a high ankle sprain. Um, mm-hmm. But again, um, if if as a rusher, he's not that consequential. I I don't know how big of an impact it'll be to have him miss you know the only thing that sucks is that we just signed him and this is another unfortunately this is another kind of make it year for him you know he needs to kind of prove it there's a prove it year for him if he really wants to kind of get the big bucks uh and this just goes to show why you don't pay running backs that much i think that you know i don't i'm not saying that running backs shouldn't get the bag but this is a reason why teams are hesitant to put any like a lot of investment you know game two is in and not only him, but, you know, we see it across the league, you know, second week in, in and we see so many injuries, so many people already out. It's just it's it's a tough investment to make. So um, right. I worry that uh, we're not going to have a good replacement for him. But again, um, I, you know, I think that uh, I think that I think that we'll be fine as long as we keep we keep with this momentum. So we'll see how we go from there. All right. Like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be a big test uh, on Thursday night because right, right, right. you've got the 49ers, um, who are I believe they're two and zero, right? They did win uh, their game today, did they not? They did, yeah. They are two and zero. You know, uh, I am. You know, we'll and, see. We'll see how we do. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough, tough game. That's for sure. That's right. And sure. you know what? The the you gotta keep racking wins because, like I said. You know, yeah, our schedule just keeps the next five games are and, and you look at the NFC East right now, every team every team except for the Giants is two and oh. You got yeah, Commanders, the Eagles, the Cowboys. So you really need to keep pace with these guys because um the NFC East is gonna be tough this year. It really, really is. Yeah, I gotta uh, say, you know, uh I didn't see the 49ers game, but right after that we also have the Seahawks and, and Geno Smith and, and Gino Gino looked good today. So he did. Um, he did. Brought that we'll, team we'll, back. We'll see what happens. You know? So we'll see what happens then. Um, so um, you know, with, with the Giants, uh, like I said, it was a historic win for them today. You know, really good for for you know New York Giants fans, especially after last week. I think. Yeah. Was, oh I don't. God. I don't think that you guys would have would have fared well if twenty to nothing 
would have kept on going that direction. Dude, I was so I was like I, I, I could sense so... the desperation in in your oh in your God, messages bro. when when they were down by that much, you know, in the first half. Bro, so. it is so scary to be honest with you. Uh, to think that we would be shut out once again. And my like I like I said in the message, like the, what was so important about this game and why I was so jubilant, why it felt like such an important game is not because we beat you know, the Cardinals, which are ranked last in power rankings last week. Um, But because the biggest question is, does Joe Shane know what he's doing? You know, do we have, you know, every single move that everyone was praising, man, like, I mean, I think that, that, that the Giants and Joe Shane had like the best the, the, the best, uh, like, rating, you know, uh, in the offseason of, of, of almost any uh, GM based with what he had to work with and stuff. Right. Uh, we had so much confidence in everything. And that, that those first six quarters, you know, last week and then the first two quarters today, you know, was kind of in my mind, I'm like, uh, I don't think that we did a good job in the offseason. Well, you know, it, it's so, it's funny because when, when you say that, it, it – yeah, it was 60 to nothing for those first six quarters and stuff like that. But you know what? You look at the team, the way it's constructed, and I don't think it's indicative of the type of team that the Giants have. I mean, right, it, right, right, it, right. It, Absolutely. it just feels like an anomaly right now. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and, and hopefully again. this is this is a building block for the Giants to keep going forward, especially with all the young guys that are on that team right now that are playing big roles, the Deontay Banks the Jalen Hyatt's of the world. You know what I'm saying? Those right. guys need to have something positive. And this second, that second half of that game could propel the Giants going forward. Right. And that's the thing. That's what I was trying to say that like, you know, um, you know, like, like, I don't think that that is who the Giants are. You know, I don't think that they're a poorly constructed team. I think that we have a poorly constructed offensive line um but everything else i think our special teams is good i think defense on paper is supposed to be really good you know we have the qb we have all the tools um and uh and and so so that's why like for a moment at halftime i just had that fear and that's why it was so important that we won the way that we did and we didn't squeak by if it was like we won on mistakes you know, like on fumbles or interceptions, right. you know, or we won because Those the are anomalies. gave the game away. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But we won because we took the game away. And that's what was so important to me because we need to be able to take games away, away from, from, from the big teams. We need to be able to show that we can punch right back. And that's what we did in the second half. Right. So kudos kudos to the Giants on that, that great win. Um, I'm, I'm sure half of New York is, is in – you know, jubilee right now. It's jubilation. The, the Giants won. You know. Yeah. So. And uh, unfortunately, who's not very jubilant? No. Are, uh, are you and you guys and the Big Green? It's it's funny, right? Because if you look at the tale of these two weeks, right, with the Cowboys both involved. Yeah, the Cowboys are common denominator. The the both New York teams playing the Cowboys had a rotten time. And the other team in New York had an amazing comeback, an amazing finish, right? Last I know, that's true, was, actually. Yeah, Same you look at the Jets last week yeah. with Xavier Gibson and the punt return in overtime. You look at 
the Giants and the way that they came back this second half this week against the Cardinals. And yeah. it feels like the roles have reversed this week yeah. for the two New York yeah, teams. We're in the negative zone this week. <laughs> and so, you know, the Jets walked into, you know, um, AT&T Stadium in Dallas uh, with the hopes that they could compete with Dallas. And I hate to say it, um, it was close for a while. And that's that's a credit to the Jets' defense, sort of. But mistakes kind of undid the Jets. Um, some really bad calls, in my opinion, in, in terms of roughing the passer at the end of the first half really killed the Jets on that one drive where basically the refs gave the Cowboys five points. They just gifted to them, right? Instead of kicking the field goal, you had a JFM roughing the passer, which gave them life. And then there was another roughing the passer with, um, I can't remember I who the second was. one. Yeah, the second, the second one. Oh, was rather, I, saw, I saw the one, I saw the one that, um, it was J Jermaine Johnson that, that I guy. Remember, I, saw, I saw the one where it was at the, uh, it was like, like at the goal line essentially. And, or he just fell on him. He just fell on him. But if you look at it again, it's really like the, the Cowboys defender. Kind of shoved him into him too, so it was like that, he was, had the, that was the first one. Also, that was the first one. Yeah, it's like he, he's going at the quarterback and he's got momentum, and then you have someone get shoved, which you know, like I don't think the cowboy defender wants to do that, like shove someone into Dak Prescott. But essentially, you're getting shoved. Like, how are you supposed to stop yourself? Exactly. Even, and that, that was... not, even if you're not getting shoved, if you're if you're if the uh, if it's a split second between. The ball being Dak's hand and the ball not being Dak's hand. While the ball is in his hand, he's gonna go at him. You know, you can't stop on a dime just because the ball left the hand. Exactly. Like, how, do you, how do you stop yourself from from tackling it? So on on the first one, which was with John Franklin Myers, um, that the reason supposedly that he got hit with the roughing the passer call was because he went low. And again, it was like you said, John Franklin Myers was coming off the edge. And it looked like he was stumbling toward Dak Prescott. Right, yeah. Reason why you go low. It wasn't an intentional hit. Um, and, again, it was concurrent with him throwing the ball. So it wasn't like he took five steps and decided to stumble on him. It was within the quarter, within a football play. The second one was even worse because it was a straight sack where the guy just – his momentum – literally made him fall on top of the guy yeah how in the world are you supposed to how are you supposed it was to a sack that? yes it was a sack it was a sack but then they called it roughing the passer yeah i believe it how was you... a sack if i remember correct correctly you know or maybe i understand you want to protect the quarterbacks but to be fair man i don't know man you know, like that, it's, it's, those were well, some those are some bad calls yeah so you know but again you you look at the jets and bad calls aside there's no other way to say it. The Jets were completely outcoached this week. Come, you know, and 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 they were so that's the thing, right? So so that's the thing. They were it, it, again. It was it was very reminiscent of of our game with them last week, where we got beat in every area, including being outcoached. And you know, one thing that the biggest issue last week for us with the with with the Cowboys with the Giants is it just seemed like we just couldn't. They were just so fast. They would be on Daniel Jones so quick, and 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 we would get beat. And Micah Parsons, oh my 
god that that dude is the second is. coming of lt but which you know, it, you it, know it, i hate it, to say he you is know, unless, he is he, unless he, he somehow gets, unless he somehow comes to the giants you know for now <laughs> i am afraid of that man but but so. here's the thing and and this is the thing that really really drives me crazy with the jets this week you know and and the jets you know you can say that the defense was not good this week and it wasn't I, you know you, there's no other way around it you you look at the jets and the Jets have been chirping all all preseason and, you know, <clears throat> since last year, we're going to be the best team. DJ Reed even mentioned it. We're going to be a historic defense. You know what? Put up. Oh, no, and, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or shut up. Okay. And, and right now, they're not they're not doing either. And so yeah, but it, and part of it is because they were on the field for so damn long. They were on the field for 42 minutes, almost 90 plays for this entire game which is crazy if you think about it. But again, that's but, that's sort of that's sort of what I'm trying to get at too. Like I think this is like just a lot of credit to the Cowboys to be honest. I well, really absolutely. don't want to give the credit to the Cowboys, but you know, cuz like for example, last week, you know, it was like, "Oh, well, the Cowboys did that because the Giants suck." Well, the Jets don't suck. You know, maybe their quarterback is still kind of like, you know, figuring it out because he's not supposed to be there. Right. But you know, coaching staff, the special teams, the defense, their O-line, they're not supposed to suck, you know. Uh, and maybe the Cowboys are are, are No, are the like Cowboys good. are good. Yeah, the man. Cowboys the Cowboys are good this year, you know what I'm they saying? They look so scary, man. If, this, if they you know, can... I feel like a Cowboy fan in that, like, life cycle of the Cowboys, like, <laughs> this is our year, man. This is the year. You know, we got this. And then, they do this know, every they do this, yeah, every, they do year, this right? every year, but damn, dude. I, but you look at you look at you look at the way the and and this is why I say the the Jets were really outcoached here because I I look at the game plan that the the Dallas offense came up with, and it you look at it and it's very similar to the way that they played the Giants last week. Yeah. So you look at you look at that they played single high safety, they played they they loaded the box. Basically, they were telling the Jets and the Giants run on us we dare you if you yeah. can't do it i don't think you your quarterback can beat us and that's well, what happened especially this week and the thing about it with the with the jets offensive plan and i'm going to get into the defensive plan later but with the offensive plan um it it annoys me because you see that they're 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 loading the box they, Whoa. their running back, they abandoned their, their running game really early. Brees Hall was the leading rusher with nine yards. He touched the ball four times. Okay. How do you beat the loaded box? You play the screen pass game. Not once did I ever see Zach Wilson throwing into the flat. As a matter of fact, they had Zach Wilson playing out of empty for a lot of the game. Where I mean, this could be just like a quarterback deficit, oh, a confidence but, thing, a confidence. But, yeah, thing yeah I think you're absolutely you know, right. So, but you um, know what? That game plan was horrific because you know what? You could have, you could have put, you could have done some jet sweeps. You could have done some some screen passes to kind of kind of free up that that loaded box. Okay. Well, that know, was so, the first thing. The second thing, and then then I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go on. Um, Michael Parsons was a beast, right? We can all say that. At some point, at some point, are you going to shift your line? 
At some point, are you going to use a running back or a tight end to chip him? At some point, do you not understand that when Micah Parsons is in the middle of the of the the line, he's going to stunt? And I I kind of blame this to the fact that the Jets, their offensive line, had not been together in the entire preseason. The first time that this offense was this offensive line was together was Week One, and we saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's true. Again, this is this is this is this goes back to my point where like you know, new teams, newly assembled teams really need to get as much playtime together in the preseason. Right. I know that injuries, you know, and that's the problem the fear, that the they fear of the injuries are, are, but the injuries are gonna if the injuries are, if there's gonna be an injury, there's gonna be an injury whether it's preseason or if it's in the, the actual games. But guess what? I'd rather I, I almost I would rather the injury happen in preseason so that you can be better prepared for the actual games that matter and count. You know, if the team is still like getting to know each other, then have the injury to, injury happen in the season when the team doesn't know who they are. You know, when the team doesn't know each other, uh, and then and then lose a game because you're just not prepared. Um, right. The thing yeah. that I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that I wanted to ask you is, do you think that maybe the Jets? you know, underestimated the Cowboys. Maybe they saw the Giants game and they were like, well, you know what? Oh, that's not going to happen to us, which is why maybe they didn't make any adjustments to how the Cowboys played. No, I I think, I think the play, I don't, I don't think the players underestimated. I think it was just a poor conceived game plan by the coaching staff, to be quite honest. There, there is, like I said, Micah Parsons is a beast, but there are ways that you can mitigate that with your game plan. Like I said, slide the protection wherever you see him and i think again it goes back to the fact that this this group hasn't been together right so you know that communication has to happen when you've been together for quite a yeah. bit and you're you're trying to bring in uh makai beckton into this group that hasn't really played in two years you know yeah you're yeah. you're bringing back avt who missed the the almost half of the season last year you're bringing in dwayne brown who couldn't practice at all in the preseason because he was injured. And I, I hate to say it, Dwayne Brown, second straight game, lousy, lousy. And I love Dwayne Brown because he's a warrior. He's a guy that could have easily retired last year when he got hurt. And he said, you know what? I owe the Jets something. I'm coming back to help these young guys. But you know what? He's a liability on that line right now. You know? Well, um, so, you know, I think that the, the, the last thing that we have to talk about is, is you know, it's unfortunate, but we kind of have to weekly, on a weekly basis, rate Zach Wilson, you know. Um, yeah. How would you, considering everything, right, considering that you just played the Cowboys who, you know, uh, seemingly just like ran the Giants playbook all over, you know, um, considering that, um how would you rate him? Because before I, I let you go, the stats are, between him and Daniel Jones are more or less the same. You know, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones had 15 of 28. Zach Wilson had 12 of 27. Although Zach Wilson had more yards, he had 170 versus uh, Daniel Jones, I think, 104. Um, Zach Wilson had three interceptions. Daniel Jones had two. Um, but even then, even though like like last week, I'm looking at Daniel Jones, and even though it wasn't good stats or anything like that, I didn't necessarily see Daniel Jones making a lot of terrible decisions, with the exception of like the ter- the interception that he threw on the sideline. Um, he, you know, he said that he was just 
he was just trying to get anything going. He was like a prayer, hoping that that, that the ball gets caught just to create some momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Zach Wilson, did you feel like there was uh, just a lot of glaring mistakes that he was making, or will he, or, or or was it just a poor performance based on you know the Cowboys, you know, defense? So what what I'll say is this, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by kind of throwing out a stat that was kind of prevalent with the giant game also. Um, Real quick, hold on. You know, it's funny. I just realized I had a green shirt on and I wanted to take it off because I'm like, you know what? I got I couldn't find a blue shirt that was clean. I was like, I got to represent the Jets. And then I realized I just grabbed a white shirt because I was running late. But you got Boba Fett. I'm still wearing green. (laughs) Boba Fett. Oh, God. Our listeners listeners at home, uh, Gabe is a huge Boba Fett fan. I am. Um, and and unfortunately, very disappointed with the way Disney's been treating treating Boba Fett with their their series of late. But still, a huge fan of, of Boba Fett. Yeah. You know? Well, you know. So, um, getting back to Zach Wilson, um, Zach Wilson again was kind of running for his life. I think one of the stats that I saw during the game is that I, I, he was being pressured sixty nine percent of the time. He dropped back which is an insane amount because I, I believe, and I said last week normal was 40. It's even less than that. Normal is around 30%. That, that is how, do, you, do you remember off the top of your head how many times uh, Daniel Jones was pressured? I think same thing, 69%. Same so, That's so, so yeah, so that, that, that pass rush is fierce. Now, that being said, and again, I'm going to go back to coaching, right? Because I think this coaching staff is terrified of Zach Wilson terrified because I looked at Zach Wilson and I look at this game. This was not Zach Wilson's fault. This is not a game where you can go and say, you know what? Like the Patriots games of last year. Oh, clearly Zach Wilson is a liability. I don't think that that's the case here. Now the, he had three interceptions and you know, if you look at the stats, the stats don't look good. The first one, I'll give him a pass. The second one, I, I believe, was a mistake on his part. That was him trying to make a play where there wasn't a play because okay. he literally threw it straight to the guy. The guy was literally in front, in, in front of his face, and he threw it right to him. The third one was just a matter of necessity. You know, you're throwing it up because it's the end of the game. So I'm, I'm going to give him really a grade on one of those interceptions where it was truly – Zach Wilson of 2022. That being said, I thought that Zach Wilson, for what he was given, played as best as he could. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because Zach Wilson last year had a coordinator that literally told them, you make one read and then you run. And Zach Wilson this year, what what I found most impressive about watching him in this game is that when that pressure was coming, Zach Wilson had the presence of mind to realize that you've got guys coming from either side and he would step into the pocket, which is something that he never did last year. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. If he if he felt pressure last year, what was he doing? He was running backwards. Yeah, he was running backwards. I right? mean, you know, we did so, see that uh, we did. last uh, week. Last week, but, last week, uh, you know. But, but again, yeah. like, old habits are hard to break sometimes. Right. So. But you're seeing the maturity of Zach Wilson right there because yeah. that is what 
pro quarterbacks do. When there's pressure coming from the side, you step up into the pocket so that it gives you that extra one or two seconds to throw. That's the first thing. The second thing is that on his runs, something that I criticized him last week, he slid, which I thought is very important. And it's a very minute thing. But it's but, but it's, it's an important thing when you don't important. have any more backup quarterbacks. Exactly, you know, like if he were if he were to get hurt, it's Tim Boyle, and if Tim Boyle gets hurt, then you're talking about bringing in Randall Cobb as your quarterback. That is not an ideal situation. So you see that he's he's hearing the things that his coaches are telling him because they're saying, dude, when you run, don't try and go, it's not worth getting that extra one or two yards. Just slide and give yourself up. So you can fight them the next day. Right. The third thing that I that I have to say when I when I was watching Zach Wilson, um, and this speaks to again the maturity and the confidence that he's gaining is the through the two throws to Garrett Wilson. One was a touchdown, and oh, one, an amazing throw. It was it really was because that was a throw that Garrett was leading his receiver to a specific spot as opposed to throwing to the receiver. And that enabled Garrett Wilson to catch the ball in stride and continue on for that touchdown, which is very, very important. And like I said, it was it was a thing where Zach understood where Garrett was making the break and where he needed, um, he needed Garrett to be, and he threw it perfectly. The other one was the one at the, in the end zone toward, I believe, the end of the first half where Wilson made a sick move on the receiver and, and had him really broken his ankles and stuff. And Garrett was wild, wide open. Zach understood that. Zach was ready to throw it. The only reason that wasn't a touchdown is because as he was throwing, a, a Dallas defender hit his arm. But that was going to be a touchdown right there. So there are things that I see when I'm looking at the tape and I'm looking at you know Zach Wilson because I really wanted to pay attention to him this week. Yeah. Yeah, and I see that there is maturity and improvement with him. The problem he's going to have is that the Jets. I don't believe that coaching staff at this point has confidence in him. And so, what you saw? Yeah, today, I think you see that. I think you see yeah. that in the play calling. You definitely do. Um, and, you know, but again, this is just an adjustment that, like, you know, it's only been one week. You know, exactly. We're talking about a whole preseason, even before the preseason, because I, you know, everybody knew that Aaron Rodgers was coming to the Jets. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, everything for the for the previous six months was like, Mm -hmm. all right, let's design everything around Aaron Rodgers. Now this staff needs to kind of work out its kinks. Like, and they kind of did. They kind of did this week because if if you listen to the reports, first of all, um, again, speaking to the maturity of Zach. Zach was very vocal this week, and, and and Zach was actually taking on meetings with different facets of the offensive players, right? Saying, hey, listen, this is stuff that we have to work on. So that's maturity right there. He's taking that Aaron Rodgers approach where he's talking to people and he's saying, hey, what do you think about this? Maybe we should do this. Let's collaborate on this. So that's something that he wasn't doing last year. But the the other thing was that with Zach – he, they're going to have to they're going to have to open up the playbook for him because if not what we saw today is what jets fans 
are probably going to expect for the next six to eight weeks where it's vanilla play, vanilla play calling with Zach. It's going to be you're going to try to run the ball and you're going to hope that the defense can save the day. And that is not sustainable for this team. You know, that certainly they, isn't. they really need to find a way to try and open up and trust that Zach Wilson, you know, give him something. I mean, throw some screen passes. Today it was just dropping back and throwing it. Today was not the day to do that. And so, again, I, I look at this coaching staff and say, what in the world are you doing here? Because you got to put Zach in a position to, to, to excel. And today they clearly didn't. And so that's why I say it's not Zach's fault today. He did the best he could with what he was given. But again, I, I do see levels of maturity here. Um, the interesting thing is that in pregame, Kurt Warner was talking about the progression of a quarterback, right? And he was talking about how he came in first in the league to take over for Trent Dilfer when Trent Dilfer got hurt with the St. Louis Rams, right? And I think this is the way that they need to treat Zach because when he was talking, he said when they when he came in, terrified, right? Because you're you're coming into an NFL game for the first time, right? Everybody told them, do your job. Don't try and do, don't try and be Trent Dilfer. In this case, don't try and be Aaron Rodgers. Do Zach. You're you're surrounded with a good enough team. Let them do their job. Once you get comfortable, then you take the next step. And now you add a little wrinkle to that. And maybe, and then eventually you get to the point where you can say you're Aaron Rodgers. I think with Zach, Zach, especially the last two years, he wanted to be that Aaron Rodgers right away. Instead of doing what Zach does, building that confidence, building that repertoire with your teammates, letting your teammates' ability shine, and then taking the next step. Yeah, And I think that's important for Zach to do this year. And I think it's important for the coaches to allow him to do it this year. Because as of this game, it doesn't look like they're going to. And that is a real shame. Yeah. Well, well, that does it for week two. Uh, week <laughs> three, you guys have, I mean, he better show some maturity because we, next Sunday, you have Bill Belichick. And the, and the Patriots, you know that Bill Belichick is just—he's—he's he's like foaming at the mouth. He's like, "Ooh, I want to eat Zach Wilson up." Well, you look. Wait, we're we're filming this. We're filming this on Sunday night, and I'm watching the game. Uh, and right now, it's Miami seventeen and the Patriots three. So, and, you know, Bill Belichick, though. So, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know coming again, off I'm of a loss, in watching, I'm going to be interested in watching the Cowboys and the Cardinals. I mean, I, you know, not for nothing, but the Cowboys <laughs> are kind of having like the easiest start to their season. Is that like a hundred to nothing? Team. But you know, I swear, man, if the Cardinals, if the Cardinals score more than ten points, oh no, I'm gonna be tight. Listen, I, I'm. That's not gonna happen. I, I they better. They better. They better. Like like, like I said, the Cardinals. A hundred to nothing. Game. Are we gonna have our first hundred so. hundred point I game? So. Anyways, so. um, it's been dope catching up. I like. I I think I think it was an awesome weekend. But you know, we missed Jose. Uh, but uh, still, you know, it was still a fun time to uh to kind of catch up with you guys. Thank you guys for staying all the way to the end. Um, don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, and catch you next week. And until then, go Giants. Go Jets.